Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. Happy belated Thanksgiving to everyone out there who celebrates Thanksgiving, but if you don't, that's okay too. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you enjoyed your time off of work or school or whatever you're doing in life. I know I did. Even though the November break is nothing compared to the one month long break us college students have in December, it's still nice to get that long weekend off and just recuperate before we get back into finals. As always, we're going to start off with a little quick update on what's been going on on my end before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast episode. It is officially December and I, I really can't believe it. Just saying that sounds kind of crazy to me right now. November was a really amazing month, not gonna lie. A lot of crazy things happened in November that I'm super excited about. And I also feel like it's the month that flew by the fastest too. First bit of news that I wanted to discuss is regarding my study abroad situation. A few episodes ago, I mentioned that there might be a possibility that I might be studying abroad in London next semester. I'm sure so many of you got excited because, you know, of the podcast content that I'd be creating out there. And just a couple of weeks ago, I actually got officially admitted into the program, so that was super exciting news for me to receive, but ultimately, I decided not to go. And a lot of you are probably curious as to why I decided not to go, but there wasn't really just any one reason, it was just a lot of things leading up to my decision. So I know I don't owe you guys an explanation as to why I didn't end up going, but it's just mainly the reason of COVID being a really big problem, and also the fact that I would be alone in a foreign country because a lot of the friends, a lot of my friends who were also applying for it decided not to go as well. I'm a little sad because I've been imagining the prospect of studying abroad since I first even got into Parsons and, you know, when I first got in, I was envisioning myself in places like Paris or London, the two major fashion capitals. But, you know, I've lived by the saying that everything happens for a reason, so I'm just hoping that there is really a big reason for me to stay in New York and not go abroad. I definitely feel like I've come a long way in terms of accepting the way things are. Christina, a couple of years ago, would have completely been devastated and would have, you know, have not gotten over it for weeks on end. But I've developed into this person who's willing to accept the way that things are, and I'm okay with it, truly. So even though I was beyond excited to bring this podcast along with me throughout my experience in London, that'll just have to wait until it's safe enough for everyone to travel, and I promise you guys that will come in the future. So despite that little bit of not-so-great news, there has been a lot of amazing stuff that I've been wanting to update you guys on. So I've been working on an application process for an internship for about three months now. Um, I started the process back in August when I first applied, and since I've been moving up in the process and, you know, getting further and further, like getting into the interviews and then another round of interviews, I was required to do more and more things for this internship, which I'll tell you in a bit. So for this one internship, you guys, I had to do five to six Zoom interviews. And then on top of that, I had to do a whole design project that involved me designing a collection and doing technical flats and all of that jazz. But I'm super excited to actually announce that I'll be joining the Abercrombie and Fitch team in the summer 2021 as a member of their apparel design leadership development program. Guys, I can't tell you how overwhelmed with happiness I am and have been since I found out I got offered the position. I put so much work into getting this internship and I'm just so happy that all of my hard work was recognized by the people who were viewing the applications and everything like that. 
If you're wondering why Abercrombie & Fitch, there are actually a lot of reasons leading up to my decision to ultimately apply for this internship and then, you know, accept the offer, of course. So actually, a couple of months back in August, I was approached by the ANF recruiter on LinkedIn. And let this be a reminder to always check your LinkedIn messages because you never know who's just messaging you and offering you opportunities. But anyway, the recruiter contacted me and told me that he thought I was a good fit for the program and should consider applying. And at that moment, when I had heard from the recruiter, I hadn't, you know, been associated with ANF for a long time. Um, when I was a lot younger, I had, you know, bought a lot of clothes from their company, and I remember my whole family would support them and brought from them. But as I started to get older, I started to take notice of the messages that they were spreading and kind of how negative they were in the past. And I say were because they've changed a lot since I was last, you know, buying from them. But anyway, after the recruiter contacted me, I was super curious to see how ANF was doing at this point in time. And, you know, my curiosity drove me to search them up online and see how they were doing. And they were really thriving and had completely changed their entire brand identity. They even fired the past racist CEO and brought in a new woman CEO, which, yes, we love some woman empowerment. But yeah, I started reading more about their changes that they were making and... I wanted to be a part of that change, so of course I applied and then the rest is history. So I'm quite excited to be joining their team and helping them improve in their goals of sustainability and diversity and inclusion in any way that I can. But really, even throughout the whole interview process, I got to meet a lot of people who were a part of the ANF team and I just fell in love with their company culture and the kinds of people who work there. Um, and, you know, I always say on this podcast, but company culture for me is such an important aspect of, you know, working and for jobs and internships, you just really have to love the people you're working with or else you're going to be miserable. That's what I think. So I'm so excited for the summer to come and to have this experience with them and I can't wait to share all of the exciting details with you on this podcast. I'll probably make a whole episode on my experience in the program and letting you guys know um, on ways that you can apply for yourselves for this opportunity. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good idea for an episode. So let me know if you guys are interested in that. But I hope you are all happy for me because I can't even describe how badly I wanted this position since I first applied to doing the interviews to doing the design project. Of course, you know, the internships is in the summer, so I won't be doing anything related to ANF during these next few months. But if you guys didn't already know, I'm starting a new internship in the spring. I actually started two days ago. Um, it's with a PR company, so I can't wait to tell you all more about the PR world and what that entails. So super sad to say, but two days ago was actually my last day with the CFDA and I know I've mentioned them a lot on this podcast, but it's because I've just really got such an amazing experience working with the CFDA and it's just really sad that I have to leave them at a time like this where I'm not able to meet them in person and say goodbye and have like cake and cookies and all of that. But anywho, with all of that internship business aside, I wanted to get into today's episode, which as you guys can tell by the title, is about building professional connections. It's really been a process for me to get to the point that I am at now where I'm super open to pretty much everyone that I talk to. I've definitely mentioned this before, but in the past, I was super introverted and so I had to really reach out of my shell when it came to networking during my past jobs and internships. And even if you're, if you're super introverted now and don't really like talking to people or starting a conversation, don't you worry, you will start to open up more as you practice and get more experience just as I did. On my Instagram, and just when I happen to tell people about my past experiences, people are always so surprised as to how I managed to stay in touch with those people that I've worked with in the past, or how I've created such close relationships at work, even at my current internship, and 
there isn't really like a rule book as to how you could do this and how I do it. It's honestly a lot of things including, you know, first impressions that you make and the impression you continue to make as you develop a relationship with people. And I'm a firm believer that first impressions are really important because people will always remember that first moment when they met you. At least I always do. And of course, people's impressions of you can always change as your relationship with them progresses, but that first impression definitely does leave a lasting impact. When I meet someone for the first time, especially when it's in a professional setting, I like to leave that person with a positive impression of who I am. I mean, I'm stating the obvious because I'm sure we all do that or try to do that. Um, I don't think you should overthink it or try to be someone you're not. The best thing you can do is to be yourself, and I know that's not, like, entirely groundbreaking advice, but it's seriously the truth. I, of course, won't be my complete weird and crazy self when I'm in a professional setting because the person I am with my friends is very different than the person I am at school or at work. Well, it's not that different, but there is more of a mannerism to the way that I act when I'm at school or work, whereas when I'm with my friends, I basically have no filter and just, like, I swear all the time. I wanted to really make this episode about you all and some of the stuff that you all really wanted to know about making professional connections. So the other week, I actually took to my Instagram stories and asked you guys about some of the topics you wanted me to address on this particular episode. And I got some really good ones that I thought most of you would have similar questions to, so we're going to address them right here. The first question that was asked was about how to build the confidence to reach out when you're shy slash introverted. I love this question because... As you guys all know, I haven't always been as confident or outgoing as I am now. A lot of it I had to teach myself, you know, how to be more outgoing and extroverted when it came to talking to people in all different kinds of situations, not just professional ones. The biggest change I've taken to help me build the courage to reach out to other people is to push myself to go outside my comfort zone and just to challenge myself more. And I did this a lot too in the beginning of my quote-unquote career where I was attending more social and professional events where I had to kind of be more outgoing and social. I wouldn't necessarily force myself but more of challenging myself to step outside of my comfort zone and talk to those people who I wouldn't normally talk to. So if you're relatively shy or introverted and you're looking for ways to be able to reach out and talk to more people, challenge yourself and just, you know, F it and YOLO it, you know what I mean? Especially if you're at an event and you kind of know you're not going to see that person again, you know, in the future. Just say YOLO and go for it and talk to them. Um, Start a conversation and if it doesn't go well, then oh well, you're never going to see that person again. That's the mindset that I have for when I'm meeting a lot of people. Like, I just YOLO it and talk to that person and start a conversation. And if it feels weird and it feels like they don't like what I'm saying, then it's fine and you'll leave and you'll probably never see that person again. So just kind of keep that in mind. Another thing that I wanted to mention to those of you who are shy slash introverted is to never advertise your shyness. This is like number one thing that you should never do if you are in fact introverted. And what I mean by advertise is that there's no reason that you have to tell anyone about your shyness. The people who know you really well and that you're really close with probably already know because you're just that close. But if you're reaching out to someone for the first time, you don't need to outwardly let that person know that you are shy. Trust me, it's not as obvious as you all probably think it is. When I was a lot younger, I used to think people could tell really easily when I was shy and that I was introverted, but when I told them that I actually was, a lot of people were in shock because they couldn't tell without me actually telling them. So trust me guys, I speak from experience. Do not let people know that you are shy. Moving on to the next topic that I wanted to cover was in maintaining the relationships and connections that you've worked so hard to make. 
I feel like people don't put enough importance on what happens after you've worked somewhere and are ready to move on. Do you stay in touch with them? And if so, how? These questions seem quite obvious, like of course you would want to stay in touch with people once you've finished working with them, but surprisingly enough, not a lot of people follow through with it. I value the relationships that I make with people to an extreme, because not only do I want to, and these are people that I actually care about, but also because speaking professionally, you never know when that person can be really helpful or beneficial to what you're doing down the line. And I'm going to let you all in on a little pro tip that I do to help me keep track and maintain the connections that you have as you gain more and more of them. So something that I've been doing for the past few years and am continuously doing is I actually keep an Excel sheet of my contacts. I literally just keep a Google Sheets document because that's the easiest for me, but you do you. So basically the kind of information that I keep on that Google Sheet is each person's first and last name, affiliation, like what company or brand they work for, their email, phone number, and any other valuable information that you need to put for that person. And this has been so helpful for me to keep track of the people that I meet in my career and just to keep tabs on them. Because of course I remember each and every person and I'm not keeping this document because I don't remember their names or anything like that. But the more helpful parts for me are in keeping track of their emails or phone numbers. So that way, if I need to contact them at any point, you know, anytime at all, I can easily find their information in this Google Sheets that I've made. So yeah, that's just a little tip for all of you who are, you know, in the process of meeting a lot of people throughout your career and are struggling to maintain those relationships. Keeping a Google document, like I mentioned, with all of their information will really help you organize and keep track of all of the people that you meet in your life. I'm really big on keeping up with people even though it's been a super long time. So my biggest advice for all of you on how to maintain those connections you make is by hitting them up every now and then and asking them how they're doing. You can even schedule a Zoom call every now and then to see their faces and talk to them. What I like to do every now and then is when there's a holiday or you know it's that person's birthday and you remember, send that person a quick text or give them a phone call and let them know, you know, happy whatever, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, all of that. Small actions like that can really further your relationship with someone and you'll make them remember you after not having heard from you in a while. Something else I like to do, which may not be as applicable now with everything going on with COVID, but normally on holidays, I like to send my old workplaces some treats. And why I like doing it is also because it's a great way to cover all of the people in the old place where you worked at without having to send everyone, you know, every individual something. So instead, you know, you get something for the entire office instead of just like getting one thing for every person who you've known in that office, if you know what I'm saying. Um, If you're not as extra as me, then you don't have to do this, but I don't like seeing it as being a tryhard. I see it as giving back to those who have helped you grow and who've mentored you. One of my old internships with the arrivals, I actually sent them a box of chocolates last holiday season, and when they got it, they'd sent me pictures of the chocolates, letting me know they received it and how grateful they were. So maybe not sending a box of chocolates, but even something like a holiday e-letter, which costs nothing at all, could be really impactful. So yeah, the big takeaway here is that in order to maintain the relationships that you make, you want to consistently put yourself out there and remind them of you. Don't lose contact with someone just because your interaction with them stops. That's the one mistake you should not do when it comes to networking. I'm looking back at the questions and someone actually did ask, how often should you keep in touch? And I pretty much answered this question, um when I was talking before, but I would say you should at least keep in touch um, once every year. Once a year is a pretty good number and it's good to be able to remind that person that you're still, you know, alive and staying connected. Personally, like I mentioned before, I like to stick to big holidays like Thanksgiving or Christmas and New Year's. 
that's when I'll take the time to go back to my contacts and reach out to them, wishing them happy holidays and all of that kind of stuff. And when I say holidays, guys, that doesn't mean that you have to be going out of your way on Valentine's Day and Easter. I'm saying like the bigger ones or the ones that most people celebrate, but that's kind of my rule of thumb for reaching out to people. And this doesn't even just have to go for your professional connections. I reach out to a lot of my old friends from high school and middle school around the holiday season as well. I feel like the holiday season is just such a pleasant time to do these kinds of things and to talk to people who you haven't talked to in a while. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but you really can't go wrong with wishing someone a happy new year, you know? If you're scared like that it's been too long since you've talked to them and they won't remember who you are, put those fears aside because the whole point in reaching out to them more often is that you want them to remember you, so they won't forget you, I promise. I want to move on to another question that someone had asked me and it has to do with how to make connections during COVID. I think this is such a great question and something I've been asking myself since the first day of quarantine. Before all of this, I was so used to meeting people in person and grabbing a cup of coffee with them to get to know them better and connect with them. Obviously, that all changed when we were forced to stay inside, but even now, with the light quarantine we're all having, I still don't want to take any chances in terms of going out and meeting new people. Instead, I found ways to meet new people and network, and I thought I'd share them with you all because I didn't know so many people had the similar problem. One way to make connections during this time would be through social media. That sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but you guys seriously don't understand the power of social media, specifically Instagram, because that is a social media of my choice, but I'm sure any platform that you choose will be just as effective. When I'm networking on Instagram, a lot of the times I'm sliding into the DMs of like-minded people who are in the same industry I am, or are just interested in the same things. I think the best way to find these types of people to connect with is through looking through who your mutual friends follow and who people you look up to follow. And also the explore page on Instagram is a great way to discover people as well. I've met so many people through Instagram over the over these past few months who've become very valuable to me and what I'm doing. And I almost feel like if I wasn't in quarantine and networking through Instagram at this time, I probably would have never met them. Of course, be wary whenever you're on social media for like stranger danger, but if you're careful and you don't give out any personal information, you should be fine. Another way I've been loving to network um, during COVID is through LinkedIn. Again, a bit of a cop-out, but some people don't really use LinkedIn to its fullest potential. I've made so many meaningful connections on LinkedIn and talked about LinkedIn so much that honestly, at this point, they should probably sponsor me. So definitely LinkedIn, if you're listening, I would love a sponsorship. But anyway, seriously though, I find LinkedIn to be relatively safe in terms of messaging people and talking to people on there because, I mean, let's be real guys, it's a networking platform it's not to say that there are no creepers or bad people on there, but just like in general, I find it relatively safer than some other platforms. I get messages on LinkedIn from time to time, and I even take the time to message some people on there myself. It's really just a great way to meet people who are looking to make professional connections, not just who, who, people who want a friend. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before when I was talking about ANF, but LinkedIn messaging is actually where the recruiter from ANF found me and told me about the internship program, so there's that. And also now I'm very close with my recruiter and we're going to be working together in the summer. So how awesome is that? And the last thing I wanted to bring up when it comes to networking during COVID times is something called informative interviews. And if you're not familiar with what an informative interview is, it's not what it sounds like. It's not an interview for a job or anything like that. An informative interview is actually just a conversation with a person who is working in a field or company that interests you 
and someone who you're looking to get insight from um, for your career path and just general advice. A lot of you probably didn't know this was a thing, and I honestly didn't learn about it until a couple of years ago, but it's actually something people do. So if you have someone you look up to or want to meet someone who's working in an industry you're interested in, you can actually reach out to them and request to have an informative interview. There are a lot of people who are willing to talk to starters in the industry in order to help them carve out their own career path, so don't be afraid to reach out to someone just because you think they don't want to talk to you. I've done a couple of informative interviews during my time, and it's led to various long-term relationships with people I still talk to today. I would say that you shouldn't go into an informative interview looking to get anything out of it other than to learn, though. So you shouldn't be expecting an internship or a job or anything of that kind after you finish an informative interview. You should just be willing to do an informative interview to learn from that other person because, you know, that's the sole purpose of it. Fun fact, I actually had an informative interview with Ava Chen, so yeah, that's super cool. That's why I'm saying, like, don't be afraid to reach out to those people who you don't think would, you know, respond back to you because you never know. But yeah, if you're struggling to network and build your connections during this time, know that there are plenty of resources out there to help you. I've only mentioned a few, but there are definitely more ways to find and connect to people you wouldn't otherwise know or meet. Something random that I wanted to mention is that I've actually been really into making Instagram reels and TikToks for some reason. Don't at me, but um, I'm not doing any cringy dances or comedic videos or anything like that. A lot of the content I've been making on Instagram and TikTok has been regarding a lot of the stuff that I talk about on these podcast episodes. And I've even, you know, been planning to make a reel associated with this topic of this episode, like building professional connections. So if you do like the content that I put out on these podcast episodes, I think you'll really like some of the short videos I've been doing on Instagram too. So as always, I'm always Christina Michelle Ang on both Instagram and TikTok. But besides just plugging my own social medias, I really do think that you guys might find my videos somewhat informative and fun. The first reel I ever posted was actually a video about the three best websites to find paid fashion internships. So it's like little tips and tricks um, that I'll be posting more of if you're interested. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, love you all and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.